Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Explaining the unexplainable. Trying to verbalize the impact of adoption as an adult adoptee. As an adult adoptee, I get so many questions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, yes, are because of the position that I'm in and working for the agency. And, you know, when somebody hears that I work for the adoption agency and I'm adopted, here come the barrage of questions, which are fine. I I, I don't mind them anymore. Mm -hmm. Were you ever offended by it? offended no or just no i was never offended i i consider myself an exceedingly private person Mm -hmm. and so initially i wasn't so at ease talking about it okay but i want to go back because i i've touched on things and i want to go back about my coming out of the closet story regarding being adopted right and because it, it happened in such an interesting way. It was almost like they say that that path, you know, just opens up. And all the lights were shining at the right time. And all the stars aligned. And that's where we are today. Okay. So prior to being about 28, 29, there were a handful of people in my world that knew I was adopted. Now, my parents had told all of their friends and, you know, family members. And, and all those mm-hmm. people knew. But in my social world, less your than a handful. Your friends from school, your friends that you worked with. Less than a handful. Mm-hmm. And so I I really didn't didn't speak about that. And I think that as a society, we're now changing it. And I love how open it's becoming mm-hmm. and how accepting people are beginning to be reg- regarding people's choices and um, lifestyles and so forth. I and their that. life paths that they've been on and... Everybody Correct. has a different path, right? And in the last 20 years, a lot about adoption changed. A lot Adoptions are definitely going towards more open adoptions rather than closed. And mine was closed. And I don't think that my adoption being closed was a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been much better had it been open. But back then, that wasn't a thing. It just wasn't the way it was done, mainly. No, it wasn't. And I think also with celebrities uh, talking about their adoptions on the cover of magazines, you're seeing all of the children that they adopted, and they have these beautiful uh, multiracial families. I think it's it's gorgeous, and I think it's helping uplift people's opinions of adoption mm-hmm. and their acceptance levels. And it's educating. And as we've talked about a hundred times, education 
does everything positive for people's uh, viewpoints, opinions. Um, it helps them stereotype less and have less preconceived notions because they're educated. And, you know, adoption nowadays is, you know, integrated into movies and television show and books and plays. And you just have ad- adopted characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, back when I was younger, if it was about adoption, that was what the movie was centered around. Right. It, it was the whole focus. Okay. It wasn't just, you know, a cameo appearance of somebody being adopted or it wasn't. It was about the adoption. Right. And Whereas you have nowadays, you have the show Modern Family, which has a gay couple, but it's not about a gay couple. Right. And it has an adopted daughter for that couple. And but it's not about that. It's about the whole group. And that's and a great example. I, it's yeah. not just focused about the adoptee right. or the adoptive family or the birth line. It's about mm-hmm. yes, it's they're just interwoven into the fabric of life. Some adult adoptees have you know struggled in their their skin, and others are fine with it. Everybody interprets being adopted, I think, probably by the way it was approached. You know, taught to them as a child as the reactions that they've gotten in the past. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never gotten a negative reaction about being adopted. I've gotten surprised reactions, which I often didn't know how to interpret. Like, I didn't know, is that, are you surprised because that's a bad thing? Or are you surprised because, like, why does that surprise you? So in other words, in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm surprised you're adopted. And I'm thinking, well, why are you surprised? Like, right. what is what is surprising? What, you thought I would be a different person right. had I been adopted? Right. Perfect way to say okay. it. And, like I said. And I think it's more just, oh, I didn't know that about you. More that kind of surprise than, it depends right. on how you interpret it. But, but yeah, I think but when, generally. When, when you're, you know, hiding in the closet with your mm-hmm. story and you're you're sensitive to it and you open up to one person and they say oh that that's really surprising you kind of take it you like you don't know mm-hmm. how to take it right you know i'm going to run back in the closet and shut the door and lock it so <laughs> yeah um i think that that because adoption is more openly spoken about and more of a normality children now who are adopted are not looked at as the purple person in the room right and i love that Again, I do, too. I couldn't agree more. You know, as a child, I didn't walk into my third grade room, and they didn't know I was adopted. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's not, if someone was like, oh, yeah, I'm adopted, you know, it's not, people aren't like, oh, wow, and they don't, you know, stare at you like you just grew wings on the back, on your back and a halo over your head or what have you. Right. Now, so when I look at anything from an outside perspective, I want to know more. You know, so that's why I always ask you questions. It's not like, oh, you're some sure, sort of yeah. freak of nature. I just want to know what brought well, you to this point. Well, depends on who you ask. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've talked to your kids about you, and you are a freak of <laughs> No, <laughs> But I just like hearing different stories that I'm not familiar with. So if I ever cross any lines or make you feel uncomfortable, please let me know and stop me. I, it's just... More oh, absolutely. Of, no. Okay, I want to learn. All. Because I think the questions that you have are the same questions that everybody else has. Okay. And we've agreed over and over again in this podcast, we're going to go there. Wherever there is, right. we're going to go there. And we're going to clear up misconceptions and be honest and talk about adoption truth. Right. And that's important. So, And contrary to popular belief. Adoptees are actually people, so... Right, absolutely. That was a joke, by the way. (laughs) Yes, it was. So, 
talking about my my coming out of the closet on being adopted mm-hmm. it was it's something that i want to explore a little bit because everybody is going to have their own story and this was you know my my adoption journey started when i was placed for adoption and then in a lot of ways it halted until this moment because nothing changed you know i didn't meet my birth mother i didn't there was no further development with adoption there wasn't um, a kumbaya moment or an aha moment until I was in my late 20s. Okay. There, there was just nothing. And actually, it may have even been very early 30s. I'm trying to remember exactly when this occurred. And, you know, I was married. I had had biological children. I was working as a school counselor. And one of my coworkers uh, was also married and working at the school. And he had children the same age that I did. And we both had a child in the on-site daycare at the school. And so um, not only did we work in the front office, but we we also had a child in the same classroom. And so we would see each other frequently. And, uh, you know, idle chit-chat, run the ice cooler. And he was doing the pleasantries, how was your weekend? And, you know, I was going on and I asked him about his. And he said that he had had lunch with his birth mother. And time just froze. Everything stood still. And I remember thinking a million thoughts at that moment. It was as if he told me, the sky is forever going to be polka dotted. Like there would have been no differentiation as to how shocked I was. It was literally one of those moments where everything else goes silent Mm -hmm. and you get tunnel vision and your whole life stops. Now... Was it that way because he told you or because you didn't know he was adopted also or a it little was of both? everything. Just it the whole. It was the fact okay. that he so openly spoke that he was obviously right. adopted. The fact that he had had lunch with his birth mother. Mm-hmm. The fact that he said it as if he just told me that he was chewing um, hubba bubba bubble gum rather than right Mm -hmm. and it was you know monotone it wasn't anything like oh just matter of fact lunch with my birth mother it wasn't it was you know it wasn't that (laughs) it was it was yeah i had lunch with my birth mother and then it kept going on and i remember just thinking what like you know what i mean it's almost Mm -hmm. it was one of those moments that i will never forget right and he uh, he kind of looked at me. I'm sure I had a stunned look on my face. And he probably thought, do I have something in my teeth? Or, you know, I mean, because I <laughs> I was blown away. Right. And I asked him, I, I remember I remember my first statement was, you're adopted. And it was as much of a question as a statement. Mm-hmm. You're adopted. And he kind of nodded like, yeah. Yeah. As if. You have two arms. You know, right. I mean, it wasn't, there was no, um, there was no response, no emotion, nothing. It was like you, the color of yeah. his hair. Right. And so I, I said, you know, can I, can I ask some questions? And he kind of nodded. And I remember saying, I'm adopted too. And I remember lowering my voice because I didn't know who could hear me. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was confiding something like deep and dark, a deep dark and, secret. Yeah. Whereas and he's handling it so nonchalantly, no, you're like, "No, yeah. what is this?" 
And and he was like, oh, you're adopted. Cool. Yeah. I mean, again, right. this was not phasing him, like, at all, phasing him whatsoever. I have a question then. Mm -hmm. And you may not even know. Did he have an open adoption? It's from what I remember, remember this was now about 18, 19 years ago. Okay. He had a very good relationship with his birth mother. I don't remember him mentioning his birth father. A good relationship with his birth mother, mm -hmm. his adoptive family, and his birth mother, they knew each other. So it must have been an open adoption. Okay, or at least. Because some, yeah. somewhat open, yes. So it was known. And he was Got my it. age. So they must have had a very different situation working because he had always known he was adopted. Mm -hmm. And he... So he said he, he was willing to. So then, you know, because I'd never really known anybody who was adopted that I would open up to or talk to, I immediately, it was almost like I threw up everywhere. I didn't really, but verbally. <laughs> right, but like, I mean, I just felt like I threw up everywhere. And this poor guy was probably thinking, oh my gosh, I just told her I had lunch with my birth mom. Like it wasn't even anything to elicit this response. Right. But it was like. But it was so life changing to you and so world shattering. Okay, it was comparable to this. When I was a little girl on St. Patrick's Day, I truly believed that I could catch a leprechaun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to this day, I still wonder. Anyway, I would go out <laughs> and I would literally look for a leprechaun, mm -hmm. you know, until my late teens. And no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I imagine catching one. Okay. That was comparable. Right. So. Okay. I sat down and I remember asking him, you know, everything from how long have you known? You tell people, like, you tell people that you're adopted? On purpose? Right. <laughs> and how did you meet your birth mother? And does your adoptive family know? And what do your kids think? And what, where, hi, how, like, can you tell me everything? And you know, this is just a co-worker. So now he's probably thinking, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I opened a can of worms that I didn't yeah. need to open, right? Uh, he opened... Pandora's box, right. and then Pandora threw up. So that was <laughs> that's where we were. So I must have asked him a thousand questions. I threw off, unfortunately, admittedly, the rest of the workday for both him and I. Um, neither one of us worked in a classroom, and so it wasn't like we were. I was impeding him from. I'm sure I was from impeding taking him from care his of work, children, but, right? Sure. <laughs> but at that point, um, wild horses couldn't have drugged me away because I, I had to understand. I had to learn how somebody so confident and so normal mm. could have gone through the same thing that I had and talk about it like this. Like, So do you think people listen to this podcast who are adopted or were or adult adoptees, do you think they listen to this and go, look at you the same way you looked at this coworker? Like, how can she be so confident and sharing everything? If they're so in the adoption open? closet, I hope so. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. You could open somebody's world like I hope he so. did for you. And, you know, he was so gallant and nice and patient because it had to have been obnoxious i mean i'm sure you know not only did i ask a thousand questions but i probably asked them again because i was trying so hard to not inundate him or bull rush him or make him not want to talk at all but at the same time i had never met anybody it's like you know you're a purple person and you walk in and you see a first purple person after almost 30 years and you're like you're purple mm -hmm. and people know you're purple and and you don't care that you're purple no you're, right. you're not covering up your purpleness <laughs> so yeah it you know so in 
in having him help me walk out of the closet and close the door behind me, which is really what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I started to let the other workers at school know. And of course, this poor man, I, I probably talked to him about adoption every day until, you know, we no longer worked at the school. Mm-hmm. And um, that is how uh, myself and the other co-founder started the very beginning of the agency is, is she found out that I was adopted. But that wouldn't have happened had this gentleman not disclosed that he was adopted. That's amazing. Yes. And then the other coworker adopted children from Russia and wanted uh, me to help her with some some uh, post-placement reports afterwards. Anyway, long story short, the stars aligned. Mm-hmm. I got a little braver every time I said it. I remember thinking, okay, it's like momentum. Like, okay, that person didn't react weird. And so tell the next person and I can watch their reaction. And then, you know, it was like the purple started to fade. Right. When people find out that I'm adopted or I tell them I'm adopted, Mm -hmm. I still get the same questions. How does it feel to be adopted? I wouldn't know. I don't know what it feels like to not be adopted. Right. There's no level of comparison. So I think that's kind of a funny, silly, (laughs) dumb question. Right. (laughs) It's like asking anybody anything along those lines. Right. Really, they don't know any different. So. Absolutely. And you can understand that with Absolutely. your site, as yeah. you've talked about before. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's What's it like to be colorblind? Well, what's it like not to be? What's it like not to be? Yeah, exactly. Do you feel lucky that you were adopted is another question. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel lucky that I was adopted by my adoptive parents and lucky that I reunited with my birth mother. I feel lucky that I had a solid upbringing and a good childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know... If lucky is the right word, blessed is probably a better one. Right. Um, the other question I get is, why haven't you adopted if adoption's so great? That's the other <laughs> question uh, that I get. And that to me is is kind of funny, actually. Um, I always thought that I would. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a reason that I haven't. I have four biological children and three stepchildren. And seven seems like enough. I know the TV show disagrees with us because they say yeah. eight is enough. Eight is enough. Come on. But for us, seven is enough. Right. Um, would I ever adopt in the future? Maybe. I, I mean, it's not. Whatever. Who knows? Who knows what the right. future holds? The stars align? Who knows? Um, but it, it's not something that I'm looking to do. It's not something that I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get that question all the time is, oh, well, why don't you adopt? <laughs> well, for the it same reason. It isn't my It hasn't path. been in the cards. Right. It hasn't. Yes. Um, another question is, are you angry at your birth mother for placing you for adoption? Of course not. Mm-hmm. She was not in a place that she could parent me the way that she wanted to or provide the life that she wanted me to have. Why would I be angry with somebody who made a selfless choice? Do you think your uh, biological brothers had wished at all that they had been adopted out as well? They have referred to me, with no disrespect to my mom, as mm-hmm. the lucky one. Because you got out. Because I had opportunities that they didn't. Mm-hmm. We all love, loved my my mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would have traded a moment of time with her. But the lifestyle that they lived with her was not ideal in comparison with the lifestyle that I lived. Best way to say it. Okay. Um, another question was, was your adoptive family upset when you f- wanted to find your birth mother? Not at all. They gave me the information they had and they were very supportive. 
Now um, you didn't tell him immediately when you went to meet your I birth did mother. Not. That I did not. And thank you for pointing that out, Ron. <laughs> I did not tell them immediately. Sorry. I told them when I found her. Right. But I found her on a Friday and I left on a Wednesday. I did not tell them that I was leaving to go to Ohio. And I think I was worried it would hurt their feelings. I wasn't ready to answer questions. And I felt like I was walking in quicksand in a certain aspect because I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. I was jumping down the rabbit hole and I didn't know what it was going to look like. Are your adoptive family and biological family similar? This is actually probably the funniest one. No, they couldn't be more opposite. So um, my adoptive parents are up on upper middle class. They're both college educated. They're very proper. You know, manners are a huge thing. You wouldn't know it by these podcasts with me, but <laughs> very proper. And, you know, my birth mother was not as fortunate in her finances. She dropped out of school after I was born in the 10th grade, and she's from the hills of West Virginia. So polar opposite would right. be... Um, an understatement. An understatement. Okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah, they, but that doesn't mean that one is better than the other. No. It means that they just, it, so I am like the two worlds colliding. I'm like the, the overlap. You know, if two things smash into each other, I'm like the middle smash. Okay. Right, so. But I think that can be just a huge blessing for somebody too, yeah. to see two different sides of, of life that aren't exactly that aren't similar at all. I mean, you could go to a fancy ball and do all the things and eat from the right uh, plate and the use Fork. the right utensils mm -hmm. and everything at any given time. Correct. But you could kick back with a beer and sit on the front porch and right. I think that's a good thing. Watch I life really pass do. you by. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I agree, and and I, I I can, and and that's. The other thing is, I, I, people will say, well, which of the families do you relate more to? And it's really a mixture of nature and nurture. You know, I can go either way. I can walk through an art museum just as easily as I can kick my feet up. And I think that some of my responses are refined by my adoption. Okay. And other times, I can, what first wants to come out of my mouth, I think has been trained not to. Because your birth mother would say anything, anything at any and everything. time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and my and my uh, biological brother, my Clarence, and I'm saying Clarence's name because he would say this as well. Um, he will call it how it is, and right. that's just who he is. And he prides himself on that. Like mm -hmm. he's he's very real. He's very honest. Very open. And he means what he says. And if you don't like it, then that's not his problem. Right. And so, my mother was very much the same way, and she wouldn't hold back for anybody because that wasn't who she was. You know, she was a survivor and she was going to fight her way through the world. And if people didn't like it, then they could get out of the way or she would just go right through them. Hmm. That was their choice. And okay. so I think that some of my behavior is a result of the modeling I watched of my adoptive parents. But some of my responses are my DNA. That's cool. It's a good mix. And it is a good mix. Um, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the best way to describe this, because this is something that a lot of adoptive parents talk to me about, like, well, your kin is is from West Virginia and the, the mountains and Appalachian people and, and, and all of that. And yet you were raised, you know, for the last, well, we moved to La Jolla, California, and we were raised, I was raised there. And the only analogy I could come up with is, is sometimes when you're at the zoo and you're looking through the glass at a gorilla and they're looking back at you. 
it's almost like you make a connection, but when you're adopted and you're trying to decipher which side, it's like you don't know which side of the glass you're really on. And you're thinking, okay, am I, am I a product of this upper echelon um, upbringing, you know, educated and so forth, or am I on the other side? And I'm just a girl that was placed with a family that's really, you know, should be running barefoot through the fields of the mountains in West Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, is that really what this is? And you're lucky you can be both. I can be both. So I think overall, as an adult adoptee, I think we grow and we learn. Our experiences are what shapes us. And viewpoints can change with with education. But being adopted doesn't make us special or unique. It's too many. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and start it on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.